It's June 11, and this is Product Management Daily. Welcome back from your weekend, everybody. We hope that it was good to and for you. Uh, Hopefully you got some rest and rejuvenation in there. Today, we're going to talk about machine learning, big data, and autonomous vehicles. Ugh, I know, right? But for reals, uh, last week I was uh, reading through my my typical bevy of technology and entrepreneur and product uh, site uh, websites, and I couldn't help but notice and just be inundated and overwhelmed and almost physically sickened by the enormity of content around these kinds of topics. It's everywhere. You can't avoid it, no matter the size of your organization. But I pushed on, like many of us do, and um, discovered a few themes between these these three topics. And of course, I'm, I'm, I'm not the first one to pull these out and pull them together. But I wanted to talk about them in, a, in the broader context of product uh, strategy, product design, product management for us today. So here we go. Let's dive in. So the first thing we'll get into today is the top, the topic of big data. And this has been a big thing for a handful of years now. Um, ever since we started realizing there's all kinds of data outside of the analytics platforms uh, that we're typically employing, Google Analytics, Omnitrue, et cetera. And we understood that we could put systems in place to learn almost every aspect of a customer's experience or um, a website or something like that. And what we began to believe was that this data itself would tell us something, if only we could just collect enough of it. And so there are firms who were uh, spending millions of dollars to uh, make something of this data and try and analyze models and whatnot. And there's some value in that, but it takes a lot, a lot of work and a lot of uh, investment to make any of that happen. And uh, the trick is is realizing that the data won't tell you uh, what you need to do. Data itself is not uh, going to. It's not indicative. It's not going to help you make a particular decision um, because what's actually driving your decisions is your values. And the data is a matter of how much, uh, how confident you might feel in acting out on certain values in certain ways. And so as a product manager, we absolutely need to set up uh, systems in place to, to gather data, both uh, quantitative uh, as well as qualitative. It's not just Google Analytics and Pendo and, and things like this. We need to actually be talking with real people who are using our products to get qualitative feedback, to not just understand what's happening, but why it's happening. Those systems are absolutely critical, but without um, core values between behind your product and uh, a philosophy within your company to actually act on data, it's actually not going to be as helpful as we hope. And so after we've started gathering all, all different sources of this telemetry um, within our ecosystem, we can actually start to um, sort it and organize it and start to understand it better. And uh, that's where the machine learning and the AI comes in, where um, there, there needs to be some sense making of all of this information because humans can't possibly uh, understand every bit of data. And so we need to create algorithms, uh, both for ourselves that we can 
implement it personally, but also for, for the technology that we're using to understand. And so uh, one of the things that uh, the technology world is starting to reckon with is the inherent bias in artificial intelligence systems and machine learning systems. And, and they're, so we're starting to realize that, um, like I said, there are values built into all of these models where we weigh one thing heavier than another, we discard one thing in favor of another. And uh, there are also some deep assumptions built into that, uh, into those models. And what uh, we as project managers do, we can't, we can't actually avoid it. There's been a handful of articles where Microsoft or Google are trying to uh, avoid any type of bias and uh, remove bias in favor of total objectivity. Well, that, that's great. But again, if you don't have a proper set of values, firm values that you're actually committed to as a product team or a company, um, data isn't actually going to help you decide anything. And so what you need to do is look for ways to inject your own bias. Uh, and what I mean by that is understand what your company believes about certain things, understand the philosophy of your product and how you believe customers should interact with it, how you believe your business should present itself to the world. And build those biases into your product. And we all, again, we all do this. Uh, I was fiddling around with Instagram the other day and realizing how many philosophical biases they present to their users, where, uh, for instance, you can only go full widescreen. If you're building out a, a set of pictures, you can only do uh, that horizontally, or you can do it vertically. You can't do it both within the standard Instagram square. And that was really frustrating as I was trying to put together this, uh, this set of pictures, but they philosophically believe that you should only, that you should build a set in a way that makes sense to them. And that's for visual aesthetic or maybe it's computational. I'm not quite sure because I don't know anybody there, but hey, if you're an Instagram holler and we can talk. Uh, but the, the reality is that there's an underlying philosophy of how somebody should interact with your product in your company. And, um, and so you need to be conscious of that. You need to make sure that it's actually consistent with who you want to be and who you want to present to your world and then build that into these models so that uh, you're actually, you're not trying to avoid things because uh, that can has, have its own hazards, but you're trying to go intentionally and uh, not forcefully in, in an aggressive or, um, overly exuberant way, but just a way that is honest and integral to who you are as a company. All right, we've talked a little bit about how big data is just information. It's just telemetry. And without some sort of values behind it, uh, data actually can't help us make the decisions that, uh, that we often go and think we can. But machine learning and AI are actually where where a lot of that happens, where we can build models that reflect certain biases, certain uh, weightings and favoritisms. And the best way to engage bias uh, within models for machine learning is not to remove bias altogether in, uh, in search of some sort of objectivity, but rather to build our uh, biases and assumptions in uh, consciously and intentionally and thoughtfully in a way that reflects the most appropriate values that we have as a company or a product team uh, so that our philosophy is making it out into the world. And then finally, we're gonna talk about autonomous vehicles, not as a platform or as an innovation or anything like that, but really as an example of how the hardware and software distinctions 
that we've seen for a long time are disappearing. And again, this is not news, but it's really interesting to see it play out in, uh, in cases like the, the Uber, uh, Uber death in Arizona, where uh, the car was taking in all sorts of telemetry, all sorts of data, and it was processing that through its models. And then um, it made a decision to not stop. And then also the driver had his own responsibility and how Uber as a company is responsible and rightly held being held responsible for, for the outcome of their product and their work. And so it's not just a AI failed or we took in the wrong data or the car didn't stop as expected because the brakes were cut. It was, it was everything fitting together in a way that reflected the values of that particular company. And so it's not just, uh, it's not just a software experience. It's not just your machine learnings uh, issue. It's not just your big data issue. Uh, as a product team, we have to understand that we can collect the best user research, the best user data. Uh, we can have the best relationships with our customers and we can, um, we can have the best company values and we can have great processes for bringing this into action. But if we're not understanding the entire experience, if we're not designing for the entire experience, where uh, uh, then we are missing some serious opportunities. And so it doesn't matter if your uh, app is, uh, well, for example, if you are designing an app designed at campers, but your app doesn't have an offline mode, well, that might be a problem since a lot of campers uh, tend to go off the grid. Or for uh, way, one thing that Waze has done really well is that they make sure that you're uh, that you are a passenger whenever you are using the app when in motion. They have a, a smart philosophy behind that that they don't want people using their mobile phones when they're actually driving. But uh, but they've considered the entire experience, not just uh, trying to get people to use the app. Uh, time time in the app. So it's a great example of how they are uh, considering everything. All right, that's it for today. Please, please, please send us any feedback you have, good, bad, or otherwise, and uh, hit us up on Twitter at uh, CremaLab, and we will catch you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. This episode of the Product Management Daily is brought to you by Crema, a 100% U.S.-based product agency offering product strategy, design, development to startups and enterprises looking to scale their technology and innovation. Learn more at crema.us.